And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champion for 1949. All beautiful me, you got all that I need. Dimpsey hits Darren Fay. Anthony Finnerty comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colum Coyle hitting Finnerty. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Garrity and meet of the football champions. Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another edition of the We Are Mead podcast. I'm Mickey Brennan and I have an empty, empty, totally empty bunker this week. But fortunately enough, due to the fact that uh, technology is so amazing, I still do have two of our contributors for the podcast. I've got Mr. Kieran Flynn. Hello! (laughs) You don't have to shout, I know you're far away but I can still hear you. And we also (laughs) have... (laughs) <laughs> we also have we also have Davy Rissman from the Rissman blog. Davy, how are you? Evening, lads. How are you? Good, all good. Kieran, how are you? Oh, I'm feeling feeling okay. It's just it's a strange times we live in, but sure, we just have to make do with what we have. Yeah, well, I was you just sound, co- uh, you sound a bit blocked up there. <laughs> He's a bit nasally, is he? He is a little bit, yeah. Well, look, ladies and gentlemen, anybody who's listened to the podcast, you'll probably have figured out now at this stage that we are doing this remotely. Due, uh, thanks to, uh, as I said, technology and its advances over the last few years. Kieran Flynn is somewhere uh, out in Bow Park. Um, Davy Rispin is somewhere in uh, Cortown. And I am in the Bormean Parish. The Parish, right? <laughs> and I, of course, Mickey Bren, I'm in the bunker and we are doing our podcast over a Skype call. And I know while we're having a laugh and a joke um, about the whole thing or whatever, um, uh, you know, it is a very sit- serious situation that we find ourselves in and that all of the country and practically all of the world at the moment, lads, uh, are finding themselves in. But we, we uh, from the We Are Me team, we still wanted to get a podcast out and just uh, talk to the people about maybe what the implications are of COVID-19 and what implications it's going to have towards the GAA um, uh, specifically. And uh, it would only be right to start with Kieran Flynn. Kieran, look, the GAA have come out under directive from the government and the HSE and all GAA uh, gatherings are, are, are cancelled be it training, be it uh, club matches, be it county matches and uh, you probably have the official line there from the county board and, and, and uh, the directives that they've received Absolutely Mickey and like it is said it is it's, uh, it's times we've, we haven't seen in a long long time in the GA I don't know what the PRO, the Mead County Board did in 1918 when the Spanish influenza came out <laughs> I, I can't ask him what he did but, <laughs> but we've been given all the kind of the science and the reckoning for the HSE etc is just we couldn't risk basically any social gatherings, be it for training games, club lottos, you name it, everything. All the club bars are closing. It's it's just basically the advice is just to minimise social interaction and don't don't go out as much as possible. And when you are going out, just to be safe, 
get your exercise. Like you can go down to the pitch. Maybe if we're talking with this kind of. But the only thing is, the GA facilities are closed, so the, the advice is not to go near the GA fields or clubs at all. To maybe head to the beaches and the parks and these kind of things. But you know what I mean. The GA clubs, the gates are closed, and lads are advised to kind of just maybe take it, take it easy and be safe. That's essentially it. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. and 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 I'm, I suppose Davy Rispin, uh, coming from a player's point of view, you've seen the uh, the effect it's had uh, just in a very short space of time in the last week, and you know, Cortown are taking it very seriously, like as is every other club in the in the country. Yeah, it's it's an unusual one. We train Tuesday night as normal, and um, we were scheduled to play B League on Thursday and first team football then uh, Saturday, but. You know, we did speak after training on Tuesday about looking we'd we'd go with it and play it by ear, but you know, there was always this sense that something like this could could eventually happen. And um in fairness, I think the right decision was made and obviously we were meant to train then. I think actually our game was called off Thursday morning because of a waterlogged pitch, but then, you know, as the day went on the the whole directive came out from Crow Park and the GEA to say, you know, that everything was I being pulled. But uh, uh, Kieran, are you hearing Davy okay there? Yeah, I'm hearing him perfectly. All right, no, maybe it's just me. Maybe I was losing him there, but uh, yeah, Davy. So it's hard, it's like, hard man to listen to Mickey and Ferns, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm just mute. I'm just pressing mute every so often, so I am. But uh, um, like looking at it, Kieran, like they're saying the 29th of March, but like that's a minimum time frame at the minute. Absolutely, like the the advice and the directive is to 29th of March, it's closed down. But if we see the evidence across the world that it's it's just not that simple, it's not going away anytime soon, unfortunately. But the GA will just have to react. It's just, you don't want to make a blanket. Like you could say, like the 2020 season is cancelled and we're we're start again next year, but that would be irresponsible in its own right. You just take the advice. You see what the HSE will offer at the end of the month, and then coming in April, what's the story and where the where the pitch is, where the goalposts are then. Like you just, I know there's you have to be proactive enough not to be kind of lagging behind, but at the same time, you don't overstep the mark and make people panic by saying we're cancelling everything. You know what I mean? We have to be careful and just work with the professionals, the medical experts, and let them make a lot of the decisions for us. Yeah, and Davey, I suppose I'll bring you in on this because we we can't have the PRO of the county board speculating or whatever. But by the looks of things, if you well, like, if you look at China, they've had this since late November, early December. Five months on, they're still tackling this, and they're still not able to get it under under control. So, like, if that were to happen in 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 Ireland and and maybe even in the UK, if you want to bring the Premiership into it, um, you know you. It could be a case that there'll be when when we get over COVID nineteen and, and 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 hopefully that's as soon as possible, but it might have run on too long that there won't be there won't be a place in the calendar to finish the twenty twenty league. And if that were the case, they couldn't promote two teams from Division two and they couldn't uh, relegate two teams from Division one. Like you know, if you look at it that way, Davy, um, it could be. It could be, uh, uh, you know, Mead could be playing again in Division 1 next year. Quite possibly, they, they absolutely could. But it's interesting that you touched on the Premiership and that. And funny, I, I'm not going to say GA are going to follow what the Premiership does. But I think the decision that happens in the English FA is going to have a huge bearing, not just on the GA, but in other sports in general, whereby, let's say, Liverpool are awarded the league and the bottom three in the Premiership finish bottom and go down. And the top two in the Championship that are currently there will come up. 
I think it would be an easy enough decision for the GEA to actually follow that template and relegate the bottom two who are currently in Division 1 and so on, the top two in Division 2 and all the way down to Division 4. Because, look, the Championship starts in May, we all know that, and by the time this blows over, you've mentioned it there, realistically, is it going to be the 31st of March? It's very hard to see that right now. So, with that in mind, I think Championship still is the focus and getting that completed will be vastly more important than, say, finishing a league will. And... um. For some counties, that would that would be great news, and then for others, uh, you know, just thinking of Mayo in Division One, that would probably be detrimental news. But you know, at this stage, we're only speculating on what may or may not happen. It's it's very hard to see any real solution. But yeah, I, I don't know really. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it really is because at the end of the day, as well. Um, I don't see how, uh, 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 I'm sure if we got Joe Brawley in, a good barrister there, you know, but I, I, I'm sure there has to be some e- legal implications to it. The fact that we'll say there's four teams, if not five, that could be promoted from Division 2. Um, and in fairness, only me, they're relegated from Division 1. Mayo still have a mathematical chance of staying in Division 1. So I, I, I'm not sure how... How uh, the law of the land lies with that, and the law of the the GEA would land would lie with that. There, I'm sure there'd be a kick up and uh, from from certain teams, and you couldn't just relegate Mead because they're mathematically relegated, and then just pick one from Division uh, Two to go up. But again, it's a very very complicated situation. Again. I, I like I, I don't want to make out that the GA the situation in the GA at the moment is very very serious because in the grand scheme of things it's not and you know health and well-being of the of of the supporters and of everybody in the country is uh, the uh, at the utmost um uh, end of things whereas you know we're talking about this we're just it's all a bit of tongue in cheek if anybody out there is listening we're just trying to figure out what will happen if the GEA calendar is cancelled and Kieran Flynn I'll bring you in on it there's no point in you sitting there with your PRO head in it what do you think you know and again it is only light-hearted but what are your opinions like could is there rules in the GEA that would uh, uh, be in favour of one idea as opposed to being in favour of another idea for that well, the one thing you can always say with the GA official guide is it's a guide. So the, yeah. You know, say sometimes in FIFA, <laughs> FIFA, there's the laws of the game. We very much just have a guide to the game. So whenever a, whenever a committee in charge wants to use the rules, they use them. Whenever they don't want to use them, they don't use them. And unfortunately, that's just reality in the GA. But uh, there's definitely no contingency written in rule about like a competition abruptly stopping. You know, like there isn't a way. Like we've had it before. Remember, we're at the CCC last year. They were trying to change the Brendan Davis Cup hurling to basically not allow teams into it as the championship progressed. So Kiltail were the county champions, and they weren't allowed to be in the Brendan Davis Cup. And they brought right. that to Leinster Council, and it was the whole competition was thrown out because it was a illegitimate competition. So the same thing. If you just abruptly stop the national league or stop the county A leagues and me, then just try and relegate teams. If they bring you to the GA court, like, you know, CCC and Hearings Committee, Appeals Committee, it'll be a, a war zone. So I, I don't know, unless teams agree in writing. And even then, I think they can still give out. You know what I mean? The rules are so open in the GA that yeah. it, I think I, uh, cancellation is more likely than... Yeah, null and void. Yeah, basically start again. 
Yeah, I think that's the most likely. Um, if if the if we don't get back playing sports, um, within the time frame that they've given, making on the national league, I think the national league is actually one of the easier ones to finish because there's only two rounds left. They could play, for example, uh, a league match on a Wednesday night or a Sunday night, maybe in November, December. I know it might not be ideal, but they could do well, it like start up and finish it off. It's more the club stuff. There, club stuff would is, be a disaster. Is there not is there not a rule against that in the GAA about playing games midweek that would have to be amended first? Because by my uh, recollection, um, Mead were looking to play Dublin on Friday night uh, last, and that rule came into play where the GAA said that you can't play games Monday to Friday. Central CCC to take the fixtures, and they said that it's because of the idea of volunteer stewards and people coming from work on a Friday for a big National League game that was too important. Like It would take too much of an operation. But if it really and truly is an important game, they can play it behind closed doors. They can play two Sundays in a row at the end of the year. I think the National Football League is, is not something I'd be worried about. Is the club leagues are, if we don't get kicking football or playing hurling till April or May, that'll be a big, a big problem. There's not enough dates. The county scene, I think, can recover because there there is a lot more dates available to them. The club is yeah. where I worry that Damien Griffin will have a very busy time this year trying to catch up on last time. And in fairness, it's not his fault. He definitely, he wasn't in Wuhan. I know he's a farmer in Rathmalayan. I don't think he's actually <laughs> more fields in Wuhan. So the, the Asian County Board will have to look at what they're going to do as well over Wuhan, but can't comment for them. Yeah, we can't comment on what Wuhan are going to do with their uh, with the GA at the moment over there. But um, Davey, you know, you're listening to Kieran there, um, you know, it's going to be a big problem for the club player. So it is. He seems to think the county scene will be all right because there'll be time available to them towards the end of the year. I, I just, I don't see the GA go going right. Sure, we'll just stick in a couple of league rounds towards the end of the year, and that'll suffice. And we'll um, we'll start the league proper again next year with the teams relegated and promoted due to the couple of games that they played at the end of the year. Do you see something like that happening or do you just see a complete um, uh, null and void for the year and restart again next year? In National Football League? National Football League, yeah. National Football League. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know to tell you the truth because <laughs> you know yourself when, um, and this has happened probably in, in Mead capacity before and whilst it's been played, we all know that like after a championship, that's when you want the year to end. When you get knocked out of a, of a championship, the last thing you want to do is go and play a cup game or go and play a league match. And I think that that'd be fairly applicable to county uh, scenario too, even if there was promotion slash relegation on the line. I mean, whether you go and win in All-Ireland, you lose a final, you lose a qualifier, it's very difficult to try and pencil that in. And then you add in the club calendar as well. So let's say, for example, Mead get to the Super 8s and get knocked out, right? And suddenly we're, we're finished county in at the start of September or end of uh, August. And then we have to go back and play two league matches against uh, Dublin and Monaghan. But yeah, you have to remember your club championship then is supposed to kick in. And if you yeah. delay if you delay that for two or three weeks minimum, then where do you go? You know, suddenly a club season which is already probably dragging on till October will go on to maybe November and then you know it's a whole new can of worms been opened. So I think you have to be kind of mindful of that too, because the club player at the end of the day is kind of what this new calendar or this new club uh you know season or calendar yeah, exactly so was, was based around. Like you when you're ready. 
yeah, you can. Just, uh, no, I think it'll be We usually stick our hands up, so we do uh, when we're sitting around the table doing the podcast. But uh, I'll probably leave <laughs> you on if you want. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I think, just on Davy's point, I think the club championships will start in August, I'd imagine, as per schedule across the country. I think it'll be when the O'Byrne Cup slots we've seen in the past in late November, December. That's when I think they'll try and play some of these back National Football League matches. That's what, the only thing that'll interfere with is third-level leagues, which the county players rarely play in any way, and the club championships. And in the past, Cora Finn and etc. have played club championship at the same time as National League. So that wouldn't be that would be the minor kind of alterations. But I would still think that the championship hopefully will start in May, conclude in August, and the club championship will start in August, conclude in October. And you'd be into your Leinster and all that, and then, then they might finish up the two league games. They just have to; like it's unprecedented where we are. Really, it's it really is an, an interesting one, and it's gonna it's gonna leave a, a, a all county boards with with a lot to do. Um, when we do get back, like you know, at the end of the day, we we, we just have to take the advice of the government and the HSE on board, and whenever the GA comes back and whatever they decide, we just all have to row in behind it because. It's really been, you know, like, obviously, this is something that nobody could predict and nobody could, um, you know, put a rule in place for before today. So I, I think that common sense will prevail uh, uh, when when they do uh, end up getting back together, Davy. Yeah, I do. I think so. And as you say, you can't point the finger. I know they get a lot of stick and abuse at times, but <laughs> I, I don't think the GA are at fault here, to be fair. And um Look, we're just all going to have to abide by them, whatever it is. It's 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 a shit one. Don't get me wrong. It's it's not an ideal scenario for anyone. But when you see, you know, people losing their jobs, workplaces closing down, um, you know, shops, pubs, restaurants, whatever it is, having to shut their doors, then it's a lot more serious of a problem than just, you know, GA games being cancelled and not played. I think. Yeah, just as we are recording the uh, podcast here, it has come out that uh, the government are urging all pubs, restaurants, bars, nightclubs, everything uh, to close. They're not telling them to close. It's not lockdown just yet, but they are urging them to all close. So, um, you know, it's 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 unprecedented times, Kieran, uh, that we find ourselves in. Absolutely. And if, if you had said that maybe even a week ago or even a month ago, that the government would be advising places to close down due to a health crisis, you'd be saying, geez, that's something from a film, like, you know what I mean? That's something yeah. we've never seen. But the more it is, you just have to heed the advice. And I know a lot of people on social media were, were slating the people that were out last night. They made their own decision, but we just hope there's no repercussions. They just hope that these people that went out don't have any any effects themselves or they don't bring it to anyone that they know in their lives. But they probably didn't realise, people, some people are still naive and they probably still don't realise how potent this virus is it's spreading so you just have to heed the advice and stay in as much as possible avoid social interaction and that's like we, we'll we'll have great crack in the summer hopefully trying to figure out all the different permutations of where we're going with the ga and all that <laughs> and we'll be pulling our hair out trying to fit things here fit things there but in the meantime we just we can only just stay safe essentially yeah, absolutely. Um, Davy, um, you know, obviously your management have have uh, called a halt to all your training and whatever. Have they given you any advice for yourselves um, to, uh, you know, get out and do anything on your own in the meantime, or what way are you looking at it at the moment? Yeah, absolutely. I think we're, um, 
you know, our managers encouraged us to to go and do our own runs and do everything we can. And look, and I think for everyone's as much as for fitness and everything, it's more for your own head to to get out and go for a run because you know, I think it's day three. I, I've worked from home since Friday and obviously the weekend, but without sport and without everything else, cabin cabin fever really does set in fairly quickly and uh I think it's important to probably get out and just exercise. You said it'd be cabin fever, was it? Cabin fever. Cabin fever. <laughs> I don't say cabin. <laughs> I did cabin. I said, would it, would it be? <laughs> I know. Well, uh, yeah. As long as it's not COVID fever, um, uh, that's the main thing. <laughs> but uh, are you there? Have I lost you? No, we're still here. Yeah. Um, we're not here. We're not here. We're at home. <laughs> yeah, I'm just looking down here. Um, just for any, any anyone out there, funnily enough, I got this um uh from Simonstown uh for for my kids, um who recently joined Simonstown under sevens, uh the hundred touch lunchtime challenge, and uh, the first one is a punt pass. It's ten on your right foot and ten on your left foot. You can kick the ball up against the wall, and uh, it'll return to your belly. Hopefully, if you've kicked it right. Then there's the fist pass, 10 on your right, 10 on your left. Body catches, kicking it off the wall and catching it into your body 10 times. A high catch, throwing it up in the air and catching it 10 times. Pickups, picking it up with your right foot 10 times, picking it up with your left foot. Bounce and solo, uh, alternate hands and feet. So you bounce with the left 10 times and solo with the right maybe. And then you bounce with the right and solo with the left 10 times. And, uh, you know, I, I would doubt... On Saturday morning with my kids to do the 100 touch uh, lunchtime challenge and uh, I found myself doing it and I found myself going God my skills need to be honed in a little bit so maybe you know lads who are at home can get a football and go out into their back garden and, and look up Simonstown's um, uh, Twitter account and, uh, and and their social media you'll see this a lot of clubs are doing it the 100 touch lunchtime challenge and you know for anybody out there who wants to just uh, get out and get a bit of fresh air you can go out into your back garden and do something like that and I know one thing I'm going to be doing it plenty over the next few weeks Davey uh, what did you get up to how many uh, no no you just you just do 10 on each that's what it is the 100 lunch- oh, I know uh, I know but uh, out of say your attempt at 100 how far did you get Oh well, I did the hundred of them. You do, uh, you, you, you do right. ten on each. Yeah, you, it, yeah it's yeah, it's yeah. alternating. You do ten. Yeah. But it, now it, they weren't it, all. They were. I was my kicking with my left foot now was left a lot to be desired. I can say. But uh, Mickey, just on that, that was the coaching and games brought up that there a few weeks ago, and they were doing it there at half time in the the last league match. It's basically just to hone your skills, and they they had winners. I'm not sure if it was St Paul's and Avon. The winner was, but. Uh, it's basically just to do it as quickly as possible. That's the the challenge. It's not to that's it's the not challenge. That if, you, if you drop it or whatever, that's just penalising in time. So you're just trying to do it as quickly as possible. And I think the way they did it in part also half time, they went from one side of the field to the other, and kind of you kind of finished up. You you crossed the field and you you won by completing it on the far side. So it's just a bit of entertainment ah, and it's good skill development. Absolutely, and, and 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 it is great skill development um, for anybody out there, young or old, um, to be at it. Davy Rispin, are you going to uh, take up the challenge and maybe uh, uh, attempt to beat me in the hundred touch lunchtime challenge? Yeah, I'm definitely up for it. Yeah, absolutely. So get out and get recording on your uh, phone on one of the bright days. Set up the phone in the back garden, and I'll do the same. And maybe some of the the We Are Me listeners might get involved as well. Uh, Davy, look, you're a big soccer man as well, and um, it, I suppose we, we we touched on the Premier League earlier on there. Um, and uh, you know, 
I have to I have to mention the poor Liverpool supporters, so I do because you know they've waited yeah. they've waited thirty years for uh, to win uh, a Premiership or to win a league title, and you know it's been delayed, and it really does look in jeopardy at the moment. I do think that either way, what will happen is they they will be uh, crowned champions, but for them it'd be terrible if they weren't able to go out and actually win the league. Yeah, I, I it's it's gas. Like I'm sure you're no different, but we have a club WhatsApp, and you know we have a lot of Liverpool supporters in in this area and stuff. And it it was great banter like during the week. And you know something that I was saying was that you know it could go down as one of the worst months in Liverpool's history. You know what's it what's developed? <laughs> the, the invincible record going being being dumped out of the FA Cup, uh, the Champions League then during the week, and now you know the the Premiership. But I think you're right. I think realistically they're going to get the cup, but it's not a way you want to win it. I know there's people that had planned on going over, being at the last game of the season, going to the parades. Let's be honest, it looks very unlikely that even if they do get the cup, there'll be no parade in front of the streets of Liverpool where there'll probably be up to a million people there to celebrate. And it just wouldn't feel right. And to be honest with you, you've said it 30 years. I think realistically, and and they've, they've been such a fantastic side this season, <laughs> you wouldn't begrudge them of it and you know you'd like to hope that possibly if they do win it they might get to play at least a game at home before the end of the season or who knows there's talk the Euros might go and then the season will be ran off during the summer months and maybe finished in September because it's not just Liverpool as I said earlier on it's the bottom three it's the top four or five as well for Champions League qualification I know Arsenal have recently picked up a bit, a bit of form, so we'd have aspirations of getting into the Champions League, whether that's finished fourth or fifth. <laughs> Davey, look at Davy. Recently, they picked up more than form as well in Arsenal, so they, they picked up the Cologne <laughs> players. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, look at it, it was actually starting to look well, and next thing you know, new manager all you know playing well again and bit of a feel-good factor and then you get the news to hear that Mikel Arteta has the coronavirus and you're like oh Jesus Christ what sort of club do I support but yeah <laughs> uh, look that, that just wanted to touch on the premiership there as well because everybody is affected by it uh, bringing it back to the GA uh, Kieran I'm just going to ask you you know what are you going to do now uh, with your time uh, being off obviously you're a school teacher and you're going to be in contact with a lot of the students uh, doing work from home but if you were um, going to sit down to watch uh, a game from the past um, what would be your most memorable uh, games or, or, or moments in the GEA that you'll be looking back on over the next couple of weeks? Yeah, it's an interesting question when you think of the club or the county I suppose with the the county, uh, I'd like to go back to maybe some of the games that I was kind of a child and I don't. I just remember the atmosphere of games and I don't actually remember the the nitty gritty. Like a game I was at, I was only seven years of age, was the nineteen ninety nine All Ireland football final against Cork. I don't really remember much about the game itself, only the atmosphere in the Hogan Stand in Crow Park and just being fascinated with it all. But I'd love to see that again on the telly. Actually, Flynn, it, like, Flynn, yeah. I'll have to stop you there. Would you believe? That game is actually on tonight on Air Sport One, I think, at ten at ten o'clock. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the that's the evening sort. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice one, nice no, one. Nineteen um, no, ninety is on the telly tonight, not ninety nine. Oh, sorry, sorry, I, said, I thought you said nineteen ninety. Apologies. No, that's when we lost, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 it was like Jesus, you weren't that old, are you? <laughs> no, no, Christ, yeah. 
So, so Kieran, the 1999 All Ireland, and uh, what other memories would stick out that you might have a look at, or you know, these could be suggestions for people to look up over the next few days when they're sitting at home on their smart TVs, maybe going on to uh, YouTube or something. Yeah, it's probably um, some of the great hurling games. The even the the last the kind of great run of games there, Tipperary and Kilkenny. In the kind of late noughties, early early kind of tens were great games. Brendan Cummins was kind of finishing up, and it was kind of the drive for five with Kilkenny and Tip were Tip were one of the best teams of all time. Yet they weren't winning the All Irelands, and the the good few of them actually on Air Sport had off recently as well. So some of the hurling games in the noughties were brilliant too. Excellent, excellent. Um, and on the club scene, have you anything that you might pick out? Obviously, you won't be able to find them on YouTube, but you might be able to uh, pull one from uh, uh, from the bookcase at home or something. There won't uh, be done any games anyway, that's for sure. Oh! <laughs> that was always a one prick out there, isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> easily, known, easily known that we're not around the table tonight because everybody's been so nice to each other. They, they know that they're not within swinging distance. Yeah, well, he's been driving distance, though, don't forget. <laughs> um, I found it on my computer there recently. I must go back and look at it. Uh, 2010 was the... I was in sixth year, St. Pat's, and we won the Leinster Championship. But the, sec- the second round, or the sorry, it was the first round against uh, uh, St. Mary, or what do you call them, Good Council New Ross down in Carlo. For some reason, La- I think it was uh, Larry McEntee filmed it, and, of course, Fierke was on the team, and he emailed it to me at the time. And I think I, I might watch that at some stage. It's a good old game. We bet them anyway, so might watch that for the crack as well. Absolutely, yeah, and and D- Davy Rissman, the same question will go to you. What what games will you look back over now on a GAA uh, end of things? On the GAA end of things, you don't want to be looking back at the Arsenal Invincibles or anything like that. We're we're going to talk totally GAA here. And um, would you? <laughs> what games would stand out? There's probably games that you you know were were before your time that you might be interested in that you haven't seen before. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I look forward to watching that 1990 game tonight. I know, as Flinner said, it wasn't the outcome that Mead would have liked. But, uh, you know, that's a great nostalgia game to look back on. But uh, I actually seen a bit of talk on on uh, Twitter the other day about the 0-5 game against Dublin where Nigel Crawford got hit by Kieran Whelan at the start. And there was, there was loads of people trying to dig that up and trying to find the game, but there's no joy as of yet. So... Hopefully, there's some dude out there that has all of these games, and he'll, you know, make them available. Because I think GA funds are going to go into a bit of neglect at the at the at the minute, and uh, probably look for stuff to watch. And I think it'd be great uh, service if these games were to be uploaded to YouTube or something like that. Are you still there? Yeah, still here. I just I I, I lost you there for a minute, Davy. Um, we're lucky we have the option of having the the subtitles come up. And uh, I got to see uh, everything that you were saying there, but I wasn't able to hear you, so I wasn't, unfortunately. Yeah, I lost you there for a minute, Mick. You lost me as well. I lost you. Is Kieran still there? I'm there. Just just a little thing for people now. It's not quite as good as the full games, but um, if you go on ga.ie forward slash ga now, you actually, there's a lot of uh, archived games. So, for example, you can watch, there's like an eight-minute snippet of that 1999 final. You can watch kind of like a highlights package of it. You can watch, I think, most of the learning finals that we've been involved with on it. And you can just search by county, search by archive. So you can watch a lot of the highlights from the recent under-20 games, the senior games, the likes of Jay McEntee's and Roland Gold's goals from the last, our last televised match. So there's some good stuff there as well. Yeah, for those really... who want to look back. So it's a good archive there online for free. 
And what's it again? Just give out the uh, the e so or the yeah. website URL. So it's the gaa.ie forward slash ga now. I'll actually put it on some on the computer here now. I'll, I'll tweet it out with the me ga page now. Yeah, that'd be a good idea for anybody who is stuck at home, who is sick of watching reruns of uh, uh, the chase and uh, tipping points. Don't don't do that. I'm talking about soccer there now. I've watched a hell of a lot of catchphrases. Uh, mastermind <laughs> Chase a good few of them now I love their old quiz shows yeah so do I uh, I absolutely love them but over the next few weeks we're going to be watching reruns of them and you'll know every answer to every question but, uh, yeah, you make feel good about yourself in its own, its own way <laughs> <laughs> do we still have Davey Wispin there I'm still here lads oh, you geez. are D- Davey another question for you if you're going to watch a movie over the next few days what kind of what, what movie will you be watching uh, is there any that will spring to mind that's a that's a serious question I actually watched Creed last night the first one um, only seen the second one there recently in the cinema uh, great watch I have to say uh, do do what have I not watched see it's a, it's a funny one isn't it like it feels like we're nearly back to Christmas time and you're, you're just looking for good movies to watch on the TV because you have nothing really else to do um, so I, I, geez, I don't know. You've you've got me there, Mick. Uh, what about yourself? Uh, well, I think I think it's time now that I I, I got a chance to watch The Irishman. Um, I didn't. I, I I I won't lie. I do have a hectic week from Monday to Sunday. So finding three and a half hours spare to watch the 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 Irishman has been a bit of a uh, a job of late so um it's a movie that I really want to see and I will be um sitting down at some stage look I'm still going to be working um I'm going to be working remotely um and doing a bit on the road as well with my job um but when I do find the time I am going to watch uh, the Irishman I watched uh, gangst, uh, uh, American Gangster last night while you were watching Creed, I think it was, um, and uh, great movie Denzel Washington and uh, um, uh, Russell Crowe in that one. But uh, yeah, uh, that would that, that that's that's the one that I want to get watching. But you you have to kind of you're not too sure what way you should do. Should you binge watch a load of these or should you ration them? Because we don't know how long this is going to go on for. Kieran <laughs> Flynn, uh, what are you going to be watching? Ah, I should probably watch a few reruns of Glen Rowe and a few things, probably going to the past. But I actually, you know what film I recorded there? It was on the telly on Christmas Day and I didn't watch it. The Field. Oh, yeah. Classic. Good movie. I I think I'm going to watch that. I I think I've actually all the Rockies recorded as well, so I might go through all the Rockies as well, (laughs) including Creed and Creed 2. So that could be, if you're getting very emotional here in the in the bunker, the North Mead bunker, so I could in the next few days. <laughs> Flynn, you're, Flynn, you're the bull, you're the bull, you're the bull. Oh, well, that's yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> we could be reenacting some of the movies on the podcast over the next few weeks if we don't have anything to speak about. But, um, look, lads, have you anything else you just want to add to before we finish uh, this week's We Are Mead podcast? Well, I'm happy out now. It's, it's good to get out of the house in a, in a kind of metaphorical kind of way, if that makes sense. Well, what we might do, what we might do over the next few weeks is, if you have watched a game, or what we could do, what we could do is we could all decide on a game to watch, and we could talk about the games of the past, like the 1996 All Ireland final between Mead and Mayo. We could have a look back at that or something. We could get our um, uh, listeners to maybe uh, join us in watching some of these uh, past games that Mead have been involved in, and that'd be an interesting idea to to run with Davy Rispin. Would you be up for that? 
Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I only recently got the, the DVD of All of Meads, um, All Ireland Wins. I don't think 49 is in it, but uh, all of the rest of them are there. And uh, I don't know if anyone else has that service that we could possibly um you know upload it to youtube or something and maybe watch them ourselves or get other people to watch them and chip in with you know pointers and i think it could be a good shout yeah absolutely and sure uh we could maybe bring a few of our listeners anybody who's interested and available we could probably uh, uh, uh get a few of them onto the podcast by bringing them in through through skype as well um and if there's any past players or anything out there that you think we should we should get in, in contact with now is the time because we will have a spare bit of time and if they're on Skype, we can do interviews with them. So um, anybody out there, any ideas, don't be afraid to let us know. Look, we're, we're, we're trying to fill a void that, uh, uh, that, that is going to be there um, because of uh, the lack of sport, the lack of GAA. Um, I have to say, so proud of the GAA um, over the last number of days and it just shows you how... how you know, community-based the GAA really is when you see Core Town and and all the other football clubs, but Core Town were one of the ones that I saw doing it as well. All the other football clubs across the country, not not even the county, um, you know, uh, putting out social media posts saying that they're available, that they've got committees set up within each club um, to be available for their local community, for the older people in the community, for the less fortunate, for the people who are vulnerable within the community that can't get out to shops and they're missing stuff. Uh, the GEA are there to help them. And, 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 and that's something that is fantastic at such a, such a time of worry for everybody, lads. Yeah, I think we just, um, we just talked about in our club as well about doing something because... You know, we we ask people for an awful lot, whether that's fundraising or, you know, helping out at games or getting involved and helping the club in whatever which way they do. So by just giving that little bit back that if somebody needs a dig out or somebody needs a delivery or or us someone to pick up something that we'll be will be on hand to do it. Because, you know, I think in, in times of crisis, I think the GA and communities are often the central or the focal point of. Uh, communication and support so I, I think it's a no-brainer to be honest which is kind of a previous term that you used to be fond of saying Mick. Yeah, yeah absolutely and uh, you're dead right no look it is it's great that everybody's getting involved Kieran, um, uh, the GEA really showed their true colours over the last few days. Absolutely and um, I said it's, it's all the GEA clubs of Mead, Hurland Football, the Health and Wellbeing Committee and Mead, all the different sports club I've seen it in every which club and even the likes of Dunderry was recognised at national level by Crow Park. That they put out an article about how clubs are helping. It just shows you that that is where the heartbeat of every community in the country. And we get a lot of flack. The GA gets discredited by a lot of different people. But I think the reason they they discredit us at times is because I think they're envious of the fact that we do embody what's great about Ireland. We we and we 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 like to showcase that. And that's why in our in our uh, press release about COVID nineteen we stuck that. Uh, Tyre and Tudenairt at the bottom of our, our press release just because we want to remind people that there is strength in the Irish people and there's strength in the clubs and the GA embodies that all the time. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we echo all them sentiments. You know, it, it is. The, the GA is at the backbone of every community and uh, you know we're really seeing um, how good the, the GA community can be at the moment. Look, that's it 
from this week's We Are Mead podcast. And uh, we want to thank you all for listening. Stay safe and stay together out there and make sure that uh, we contain the spread of this this terrible, terrible um, uh, uh, illness and, and, and make sure that the most vulnerable in our communities are, are, are kept safe. And We Are Mead, why? Because it matters more.